God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. We greet you once again in the greeting words of peace. We say it in our original tongue of Arabic, the language of our ancestors. Assalamu alaikum. We want to welcome each and every one of you who have decided to tune in this morning from the various parts of our planet, and we welcome those who are here present at the National Center here in Chicago. It is an amazing privilege and an honor to share with you the life-giving teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught and demonstrated by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. A beautiful human being who we affectionately call Master Far Muhammad taught us that Satan was given a specific period of time to rule. He taught us that this period of time expired in 1914. Some of those who heard that took what he said off of face value and just accepted it. Others heard it, they didn't necessarily accept it, but they put it into the reservoirs of their mind and kept it as a mental note. And lastly, others heard it and completely rejected it and dismissed the notion altogether. But if we look at a comparative history of the last 107 years on this planet, it has become increasingly evident and obvious that Master Father Muhammad was 100% right and exact. From the countless wars dragging America further and further into debt, the removal of the gold standard which has led and is leading to a worse and worse economic crisis, the continuous moral decline of the leadership and its citizens, the errant foreign policy, which has bred hatred for America, and of course the errant domestic policy and how they treat the original people who live and work among them. All of this and more is leading to the meltdown and deterioration of this country, which is on its deathbed. Not only is this a problem in America, but this is a problem all throughout the earth. In the book, Message to the Black Man, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, quote, Corruption started in Europe, and it has now spread over nine-tenths of the population of the planet Earth. It has caused the dissatisfaction of nearly 100% of the civilized nations. Dissatisfaction has reached such a percentage that it is bound to bring about universal war, since the corruption is universal. Brothers and sisters, this is what we are facing as a nation, and this is what we are facing as a world. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad also teaches us that 100% dissatisfaction brings about 100% change. So the masses of the people are calling for that which is new. They are frustrated. We are frustrated with the leadership and the institutions that have, that have fostered this universal corruption. To hell with their politics, who are sold out to lobbyists and corporate interests. To hell with their educational system, that has exorbitant dropout rates and are graduating functional illiterates, to hell with their medical system that experiments on our people and is corrupted by the interests of Big Pharma so that they push profit over health and well-being. We are in need of that which is new. And this morning, we want you to know that while God is at the helm of dismantling this wicked world, he has also come to introduce us to a new way of life. He has raised for us a man who will introduce us to this new way of life, a new way to live, a new way to think, a new way to behave, and ultimately, a brand new world. And in a few moments, student minister Ishmael Muhammad is back here at Mas Maryam, and he is eager and ready to introduce us to that which is new and that which all of us are desirous of being a part of. To bring us further into the program this morning, please receive our next speaker, Brother Tariq Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum.
Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. I greet all of you with the greeting words of peace and paradise. We say them in the Arabic language of Assalamu alaikum. First and foremost, I have to thank Allah for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his student national assistant, Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad, for allowing us the privilege to serve in the student ministry class here in the Nation of Islam. To be a student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and to be a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is a tremendous blessing because God himself has given the key to these two men the key that, re that will return us back to God himself by giving to us the greatest of all knowledge. You may ask, what is the greatest of all knowledge? The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan stated that the knowledge of self is the greatest of all knowledge. It is akin or the same as the knowledge of Allah God. Both of these knowledges, which is really one, is the key to our return of self our return to God, and our return to power. The exquisite knowledge, the minister says, of God, self, and others given to us by Elijah Muhammad will ultimately lead us back to absolute power and mastery of self. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan goes on. He says that God's intent for you, God's intent for us, is to make us his vicegerent. A vicegerent or khalifa is the one who exercises and is delegated authority on behalf of the sovereign of the universe. So we are in need of this because mastery of self is important because we live in a world wherein we have succumbed to the power of our lower self. We have succumbed and it has resulted in ruin and disgrace and ultimately spiritual death and an untimely physical death. We live in a world that is collapsing right before our eyes, as Brother Daniel just stated. We live in a world that is based on lies, based on murder, drugs, sex, filth, indecency, corruption, greed, lust, abuse, and the misuse of power. This has produced in us as a people and really in humanity, dissatisfaction, anxiety, grief, lust, or not lust, but depression, sadness, and emptiness. We've been disconnected from self, disconnected from God, disconnected from each other, and we have come from broken families, broken relationships, broken friendships, and we suffer from broken hearts. It is evident that we are in need of a healing. It is evident that we are in need of a healer, and it is evident that we are in need of restoration. Restoration is the act of returning something back to its former owner, place, or condition. We have been under the ownership of Satan. We have been made by Satan, shaped by Satan, but God is on scene today. He's on scene to reshape you. He's on scene to reshape us and to remake us back all up into himself. So I thank Allah today for giving to us a man who has been raised up by God to give us such a healing, a healing that is described in the book of Psalms. He will mend the broken hearts and bind their wounds, a healing that the scripture describes as having, 
as a man having healing in his wings to heal the sin-sick soul. Wings are not the fairy tale wings that you see on angels. Wings, as we are taught, is knowledge. When you have knowledge, brothers and sisters, you can take flight. When you have wings, brothers and sisters, and knowledge, it will allow us to rise above the condition, above our enemy, and rise so high that nobody will ever be able to shoot us down. That is the healing and the ointment that we will receive today from our student national assistant, student minister, Ishmael Muhammad. So to move forward and to, for that introduction, please help us receive student minister Shahid Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the most merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. We greet you all with the greeting words of peace of assalamu alaikum. Continuing on, our beloved brother, student minister, Tariq Muhammad, who was speaking of the importance of knowledge, we are taught by Prophet Muhammad in one of his hadiths to seek knowledge from the cradle to the grave. All throughout that beautiful, marvelous Holy Quran, we are given the instructions to seek knowledge. In Holy Quran, Surah 20, Ayat 114, it reads, Supremely exalted then is Allah, the King, the truth, and make not haste with the Quran before its revelation is made complete to thee, and say, My Lord, increase me in knowledge. We cannot stress enough or thoroughly the importance, pertinence, and relevance of knowledge in our lives. Minister Farrakhan stated in his monumental book, Torchlight for America, the following quote, the first devil you have to cast out is ignorance. The Bible teaches my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6, ignorance is the number one destroyer of the human family. Then the minister states in another marvelous book, Closing the Gap, quote, Satan is a knowing arch deceiver who is mastering the 85% by keeping them in ignorance and fighting against anyone who would bring them knowledge that he might continue his wicked rule over them, that he might live in luxury by sucking the blood of the poor and ignorant. Possessing knowledge, family, is as critical to our mental and spiritual being as blood is to the physical body. In another lecture the minister did on the second annual reparations conference, I'm paraphrasing, he said this, when you see a clot, it is extremely ugly to look at. So is a people who do not read. So is a people lacking knowledge, end quote. He, uh, he also says, our ignorance makes us ugly. See, a mechanic cannot repair a vehicle or any machine without knowledge. A physician cannot provide healing without knowledge. A teacher cannot teach without knowledge. And now what type of knowledge? There's a myriad and plethora of knowledge all over the planet Earth. According to Google, there's approximately 130 million books. That's a lot of subjects and a lot of authors. But what about the knowledge to transform, resurrect, and elevate human life? What author is qualified to teach on that? Well, the creator of a thing should have the best 
comprehensive knowledge about their creation. The architect would have the most thorough knowledge of the details of the building they designed. The inventor would best know the intricacies of their invention. What about the human body? Who is our architect? Who is our inventor? Who is our creator? Let's go to that book called Al Haq, The Truth, The Holy Quran, Surah 59, verse 24. Allah says, he, uh, he is Allah, the creator, the maker, the fashioner. His are the most beautiful names. Whatever is in the heavens and the earth declares his glory. He is the mighty, the wise. So if Allah is our creator, our maker, our fashioner, the architect of our lives and our being, then the knowledge we need to improve ourselves, to elevate our spiritual and mental being, to heal our mind, body, and soul has to come from the supreme being, the Lord of the worlds, the best knower Allah God. We need a divine spiritual dissertation an exegesis that embodies God's guidance, directions, instructions, rules, regulations to regulate our spiritual, mental, and physical beings. Well, guess what, family? You have tuned in to the right webcast, and you're sitting in the right seats at Miles Mariam. We don't have to look any further. That one and only quintessential spiritual dissertation, divine revelation, that mathematically precise and scientifically proven body of knowledge is none other than the life-giving teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, perfectly elucidated, represented, and personified by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. One crucial aspect and critical topic of that teaching is a subject called how to eat to live. Today, our keynote speaker will deliver a message on this most timely and relevant topic of how to eat to live. But I have to say, he will not be presenting his view, his perspective, or the perspective of some health guru or some money-hungry physician. What you will hear and receive today on how to eat to live is coming from the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, who got it directly face-to-face -face from Allah God. Let us prepare our minds, hearts, and extend out our intellectual antennas to receive one of the nation of Islam's brightest stars in the student ministry class. A sincere, dedicated, faithful, committed laborer, minister, Islamic evangelist who will be delivering another mind-stimulating, spiritually invigorating, mentally uplifting, and intellectually edifying exposition. Please receive our brother, friend, fellow warrior in the battle for truth, justice, and liberation, Minister Farrakhan's national assistant minister, Student Minister Ismail Muhammad. Thank you. Thank you. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord, 
of the world, the master of the day of judgment in which we now live. It is to he and to he alone that we should submit and seek refuge in. We thank Almighty God Allah for his merciful, marvelous intervention in our affairs in the person of Master Fard Muhammad. We thank him for coming among us. We thank him for choosing one from the black man of America to be his messenger, Messiah, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. We thank him for choosing his mate of the same kind, choosing yet another one from the black man of America to continue this great work that is called in the scriptures of the Bible and Holy Quran, the resurrection. The man that Almighty God Allah in the person of Master Fad Muhammad brought forth from the black man of America to be the chief helper of the Messiah and the Christ, the Mahdi, is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We greet all of you, brothers and sisters, once again with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you, Brother Student Minister Daniel, Brother Student Minister Tariq, Brother Student Minister Shaheed Muhammad. Thank you for your very kind and humbling remarks and introduction. I am deeply honored and grateful to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to have this privilege to share with you the life-giving, life-directing, life-saving teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Our subject today, from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, is how to eat to live. We are afflicted daily with sicknesses and disease that could be prevented. We don't have to suffer, brothers and sisters, from these ailments. 
heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, obesity, and a myriad of other ailments. If we knew what foods to eat and what foods to stay from. What you eat keeps you here and what you eat takes you away. Today we want to introduce <clears throat> to some and reintroduce to others what God gave the Honorable Elijah Muhammad on how to eat to live, what to eat to live, and when to eat to live. To lay a base, I would like to introduce you, reintroduce to some the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that we may appreciate this man. The book of John tells us that Jesus came to give life, that we may have it to the full. Evidently, if a man has to come and give life, the people are considered dead. So this one man that comes under the title Messiah, Christ, Mahdi, is the life of God. From the Christian perspective, the Christ figure is the life and the resurrection. Again, the Bible tells us that the world of Satan is a world of death. And this world, brothers and sisters, that we live in of death, misery, violence, and bloodshed was brought into existence by a man. The Bible tells us that as by one man, sin entered the world and death through sin. And in this way, death came and death passed to all men. Sin is transgression. Sin is rebellion to God. So the rebellious one, the son of perdition, was permitted by God to bring in a world of rebellion. But the scriptures also tell us that likewise by one man's righteousness and obedience 
all will be made righteous. And through this one man, at the end of the world of the one man who entered into the world and brought sin and death, this one man, the Messiah, the Christ, the Mahdi, life will be restored after the death that Satan produced. In this 10th chapter in the book of John, Jesus said, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full. The thief or robber steals and takes by force. He will kill and he will destroy and take what does not belong to him. We as a people were stolen, taken captive. We were robbed of the knowledge of self. The enemy took from us our language, our names, our culture, our religion, our God, and made us slaves. The enemy is guilty of identity theft. He took from us as black people a most treasured possession that we're still searching to regain. And that treasure possession for any human being is one's identity. Now this was prophesied and permitted by God. It's right there in the book of Genesis. God is talking to his servant Abraham and he tells Abraham, know of a surety that your offspring, your seed will be a stranger in a land not of their own. And they will be slaves to another for 400 years. But after that time of servitude, after that time of bondage and captivity, I will come. God is coming after this. But then the scripture says, he will judge that nation which they, his people, have served so faithfully. So judgment is on the world of Satan. Judgment on America in particular as she is the seat of Satan's power and rule and for the evil done to black people. But when he comes, who can endure his presence? He comes to give life to all who will listen and obey. His purpose is to give life 
in all its fullness. A life that is rich and satisfying. He comes to restore us back to our original self. At one time, we lived physically on our planet for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred years, even a thousand years. But because of the rebellious one who taught the people the wrong foods to eat, both in the spiritual food and the physical food, the lifespan of the human being has been shortened in these last 6,000 years of Satan's rule. The context I would like to give us of John chapter 10 and 10 is given in a narrative as Jesus passed by one day, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents? That the man was born blind. And Jesus answered, Neither has this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Boy, that's big. No one would ever consider God taking a blind man to manifest his works in and through. But this man is born blind so that the works of God should be made manifest in him. And then Jesus concluded that and said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. A man born blind means that he's deprived of sight. He's deprived of knowledge. He's deprived of his identity. So though he is present, yet he doesn't have an existence because he doesn't know who he is. Does that not describe black people in America? We keep on trying to give ourselves an identity that would gain us some acceptance and recognition. We were first called color people, and we're not a color. The complexion of our skin reflects the color, if you will, or hue of the universe before there was light. There was nothing but darkness. And your every human eye bears witness to that. No matter what 
the color is on the, around the pupil. Yet that pupil, the center of the eye is what? Black. Showing you that all of the hues in the human family came from one blood, one man, the original man or the aboriginal people of our planet, the black man of earth. But here, this man, he's born blind, deprived of knowledge. And God permitted that so that a great work would be done through us at the end of Satan's time of rule for the good of not only ourselves and our own kind, but for the good of all of humanity. Then he says, as long as I am in the world, this is big, I am the light of the world. That tells you and me that the world is dark. Darkness here represents falsehood, deceit, lies. And the scripture tells us Satan, Satan, pardon me, deceiveth the whole world. Yet there are a people described that walk in darkness. And the people that walk in darkness, gross darkness, the people have seen a great light. Can we talk about that light that shines on us? The promised one, the Messiah that is spoken of in the Holy Quran is made a messenger to the children of Israel. Black people in America fulfill this prophetic picture of the children of Israel for those who call themselves Jews never were in bondage for a period of 400 years. So the promised Messiah, as the scripture says, those that were in bondage to them is given the Messiah. So the Messiah comes from the people who were made slaves to another, who were brought into a strange land. The Messiah comes from a people who, were, who are in bondage for a period of 400 years, but God is going to intervene in their affairs and bring forth a child from their womb. And that child is a son that is given by God himself. Then the Messiah speaks in this Quranic scripture, I have come to you with a sign from your Lord that I determined for you out of dust the form of a bird. Then I breathe 
into it and it becomes a bird with Allah's permission and I heal the blind and the leprous and bring the dead to life by Allah's permission. See, bring the dead to life because the Messiah is the resurrection. And when he breathes into you, he breathes into you the life of God. And as our student ministers who spoke of the knowledge that comes from God through this chosen one, you start taking on wings. You take flight. You soar above the depth of this world you are raised from the condition that the enemy has created for us you rise above any personal condition or circumstance or situation that is negatively affecting you when you take on the wings of knowledge that comes directly from the mouth of God and I think Brother Tyreek said, you ascend and soar to a height that you cannot be shot down or brought down. Once you take on those wings, you're on your way. And you know, have you ever been in an airplane? It's got wings. When you ascend and climb to certain altitudes, you notice that when you're on ground, everything is large. But when you ascend, when you rise, huh, the thing that looked so big becomes so small. In fact about it, everything that you could distinguish on ground by heights is all leveled at a certain height. So it is when you and I connect ourselves with God, no matter what is in your life, it no longer is big, it no longer is large, it no longer is an immovable mountain. You're able to put your life and life circumstances in perspective. It all depends on the vantage point by which you are looking at your life and the events and the circumstances that God has permitted to come into your and my life that everything can be leveled. Can I stay on the Messiah for a minute? We're talking about him. But I want us to appreciate what God has done for us. This Messiah in the Bible in the book of Malachi, a name is given now. 
Behold, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. See, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire and a fuller's soap. Wow. He's come to take the dross off of us. He's come to refine us, civilize us, restore us through a process that's called resurrection. Why soap? We've been made unclean and filthy by Satan's way of life. So he comes to purify us, wash us, cleanse us, make us into a brand new people. Behold, I will send you Elijah. Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. We are in the great and dreadful day of the Lord and the Lord sent us Elijah. And he gave to Elijah Muhammad everything that we need to be a productive people and he also gave to Elijah Muhammad, everything we would need to survive the dreadful time that we have entered. This book, the only book that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad on the front cover wants to make clear to the reader where he got the knowledge from. And he makes it clear in all of his books. Everything that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, he said, as Allah taught me in the person of Master Far Muhammad, this book from God in person, Master Fard Muhammad. What the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught is revelation. Now that should not be so difficult because if you are a believer in the scriptures, did God speak to Moses? Did God speak to Abraham? Did God speak to Noah? Did God speak to Jesus? Did God, through the angel Jabril or Gabriel, speak to Prophet Muhammad? Peace be upon him. Talk to me. Did Enoch walk with God? Did Abraham 
meet God the Lord coming out from the plains of Mambri and did he not sit with him and sup with him? So why should it be so difficult for us to reason with Elijah Muhammad who said, I met with God. Oh. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad not only received a word from God like the prophets before him, not only was he spoken to like the prophets were spoken to, but the Messiah is taught by God. Oh, boy. He's taught of the wisdom of the Torah, of the book and the gospel. He's made by God in person, a messenger to the children of Israel. Y'all all right? Now, let's identify the Messiah as we are doing. From the Quran, there is a very distinguishing aspect of the Messiah in, a, in identifying who the Messiah is. There have been many false messiahs or those who claim to be the Messiah, but none of these did the work that you see and cannot deny that is done by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. But this distinguishing aspect of the Messiah from the Quran is that the Messiah will inform you of what you should eat and what you should store in your houses. That is big. Jesus did not teach the people what foods to eat, what foods to stay from, and what foods they should store in their houses in the time of God's judgment. Famine is on the horizon. Have you noticed recently, going to the store, shelves are a little empty, aren't they? They said they have so much commerce out there in the Pacific waiting to unload in the docks and ports in Long Beach and Los Angeles, California, as well as on the East Coast in the port in Newark. And that the American people the demand is so great, they have not been able to keep up with that demand and maybe the holiday shoppers won't get all the Christmas gifts that they had purchased. 
but they're not talking about the food. Nor are they informing the American people the devastating effect of the torrential rains, the floods, the fires, the calamities that have been striking America on her side, destroying crops. Do you think that this weather, while we are enjoying it, the crops are not enjoying it? Because this is the time of season for planting to harvest in the spring. So if the temperatures are too warm, then it jeopardizes the seeds that have been planted in this season. Not to mention what has been destroyed in Florida, California, in the South. And that's the second plague that Jesus when he talks about the beginning of sorrows, he says pestilence. And what follows pestilence? Famines, mm. earthquakes, and diverse places. These are just the beginning of sorrows. Then what follows? Nation rising up against nation. War, a great war that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan have warned us of is on the horizon. Elijah Muhammad was sent by God. Behold, I will send you Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Whomsoever believeth in him shall not perish. He sent as a mercy and a grace from God and his son, Louis Farrakhan, that no one need to perish. Y'all all right? I inform you of what you should eat and what you should store in your houses. Surely there is a sign in this for you if you are believers. Boy, in other words, if you're not a believer, you may not pay too much attention to what foods you should eat and what foods you should store in your houses. So now I want us to look at what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave to us as a life insurance policy. Do you know that when Master Fard Muhammad was among us and first made himself known in 1930 in Detroit, he instructed the followers to throw away all of the medicine that were in their medicine cabinets. 
at that time, you don't have, you did not have, pardon me, as many pharmaceutical drugs on the market as you have today. Nor was the health of the American people as bad as it is today, 90 years later. It was during the 20s and the 30s that scientists and chemists were looking for drugs, antibacterial, antiviral drugs. And it was in that same period that vitamins were made. But Master Fahd Muhammad came to give life, that we may have life to the fullest and that we would be able to not only prolong our lives but to protect our life from what he saw Satan was manufacturing and developing and that in the time period that we are living in we would be exposed to toxins and pollutants and poisons in the air, in the water, in the food supply, in the lotions we put on our skin. We are absolutely in a toxic environment. Our bodies are full of so much toxicity. And what he gave us as we will go over would allow for the body to heal itself and recover from the chemicals, the toxins, the pollutants, the pesticides, the herbicides and fluorides and toothpaste, even in our clothes. Notice they're moving away from natural fibers. You could hardly go now and get cotton, polyester, hmm? all of these synthetic materials or fabrics that resemble wool or cotton. It's called a what is that material? Microfiber. Thank you, sir. It's good to have a few students in the audience today. And it, they tell you the soft, the feel, the touch, the elasticity. Oh, everything of the white man's world is reflective of his nature. A grafted type, a mankind. Everything is artificial, everything is false, everything is synthetic. That's the world of the enemy. God wants to bring you back into your real authenticity and get you away from the false man, the artificial man, the artificial world that he has built. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad challenged the world of religion. He challenged the world of science. 
to prove him wrong. And he offered $10,000 for any word that they could prove was false. Think about that kind of man that offers that. When a man puts that challenge out and none have accepted but only discovered what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught is the truth, then you should know that he is not a liar. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us from God in person the origin of the Caucasian people, the deportation of the moon, life on Mars, the wheel-like object called the mother plane that is above our heads, he taught us about the atom. He taught us how to eat, to live, and so much more. That's Elijah Muhammad. And the scientists are now proving that what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught is in fact the truth. Why? Because he met with the best Noah. He met with the best Noah. Allah throughout the history of man has proven that he is the best Noah. So he introduces himself in the Holy Quran in these words. I, Allah, am the best Noah. Why should God, brothers and sisters, introduce himself as the best Noah? Man in his acquisition of knowledge thinks that he knows. The Bible tells us knowledge puffs up. It makes one proud and arrogant. And some of the most arrogant of people are those that are so-called educated, the learned of the people. The learned walk among us with airs, an attitude of I'm better than you because of my college degree. But let me ask you a question. With all your degrees, your BA, your BS, your master's, your doctorate, your PhD, and your multiple degrees, what do you really know? How can you know without God, who is the creator of all of this that you study? Why can't you solve the problems in society as doctors? You don't outlive your patients. Sociologists can't solve the social dilemma. So, uh, the epidemiologists, the virologists, you can't solve the problem of COVID-19. Religious leaders, theologians, look at the condition of the society. Why have you not been able to cultivate the human being and develop the human being and give the human being the requisite moral character to connect the human being to God properly. So the scriptures tell us how will they know unless they have a teacher and how will they have a teacher unless he be sent. Notice you have been given a degree that suggests what? qualification. A degree by definition is a unit of measurement. It is a step or a stage in a process of learning. So your degree suggests 
that there are many more degrees of knowledge in that respected field of discipline. So you may have only secured one, maybe two, or three degrees of a 360 degree comprehensive knowledge of what you studied. Once you think you have it, that's when you have lost it. So when God says, I am the best knower, he's not dismissing what you and I have of knowledge, but he wants us to grow in knowledge. So he introduces himself as the best knower so that you and I can learn more of what we are studying. How can we prove that Elijah Muhammad met the best Noah? In this book, I'm just going to go through a few things. He opens up the right way to eat. Elijah Muhammad said, quote, there is no way for us to learn the right way to eat in order to live a long life except through the guidance and teachings of Allah who came in the person of Master Fard Muhammad. The Bible says that he will give us more life abundantly, but he demands strict obedience to his will. Then he tells us that there's no way of prolonging the life of human beings or any other life unless it begins with restrictions of the foods which sustain life. The right foods to eat and the proper time when it should be taken into our bodies. He said, quote, that we must remember the God of this world, the devil, cannot be taken as a guide for health and life because he is not such a guide. I'm going to say that again. We must remember the God of this world is the devil. And the devil cannot be taken as a guide for health and life. So stop looking at them, trusting them. They don't have us in their best interests. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said we must remember the biblical prophecy of a God coming to us whose aim and purpose is to teach the way of life and the prolongation of life, accomplishing these things through the food that we eat, both physically and mentally, and the set times this food should be taken. The Bible prophecies of a great work of giving to us longer life and the eternal happiness of life without being troubled with the enemy of life and the enemy's effect on life. The God of this world, the devil, had to try to build a world and teach the people something different 
from what they had been accustomed to. This is why you see so much change in the way of good to the way of evil. We must, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, bear in mind that the God of this world was made of the essence of weakness, taught wickedness, and trained by a wicked-minded God to destroy the life of the righteous and to change the natural religion of the righteous, which is the very nature of the righteous so that they would not follow the right course, but follow the wrong course. He introduced the eating of swine flesh, snakes, reptiles, and all kinds of sea fish that can be considered nothing but scavengers of water, as the hog is a scavenger of the earth, shrimp, crabs, oysters, catfish, eels, water snakes, Ooh. and many other species of the water, all types of beans, peas, and nuts were not produced by nature for us to try to use as a diet for our delicate stomachs to digest, not to mention the hog. I know we like our fried shrimp, crab cakes, shrimp fried rice, hot sauce on the fried shrimp. Oh yeah. Catfish, catfish, that's another scavenger of the sea. Oysters. Mm. He said, the enemy of the righteous has gone to the extreme in everything to shorten, waste, and change the way of right. And in trying to make a different world and people from the right world of the original people, black people, he made a hell for us all. You ain't going to hell after you die. You're living in it right now. The foods that the God of righteousness prescribes are the best foods. Let us, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, accept our own the way Master Far Muhammad, to whom praise is due forever, has taught us. Then he says, we cannot charge the white man for his way of life and we follow it. If the white man eats poisonous foods and eats three or four times a day, that's his business. He got a right to live as he chooses, but he imposes his lifestyle on everybody and he makes himself the standard. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, we have now learned to distinguish the poisonous foods from the non-poisonous. Why should we eat poisonous foods then? We have learned that eating too often causes us to suffer. So why should we do so? 
See? Notice, we have learned that eating too often causes us to suffer. So it's after learning, after dumping into this stomach, foods and anytime you want a snack and a this and a that. And over time, uh-oh, uh, this hurts. It's not going away. Need to go to the doctor. Oh, my blood pressure is high. Oh, the glucose levels is high. Oh, this. Oh, that. Now, now we said, oh, okay. Eating too often has caused me to suffer. But the question is, okay, why should we continue to do so? See, the world of the enemy is continue in the culture and lifestyle of death. And I will give you something for your symptoms. Does not address the root problem. But take this pill. Do you know that over 55% of the American people take prescription drugs, an average of four tablets a day? Look at Big Pharma. They advertise, which at one time was prohibited, it was illegal. But now it's tell your doctor about this, that, or the other. The doctor is the one that should suggest to the patient what drugs are available. But now Big Pharma has jumped over the doctors to the consumer. The messenger said, eat one meal a day or one meal other, every other day and see how much better you will feel. Thanks to the coming of Allah and the person of Master Far Muhammad on page two of this monumental book, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, if we obey what he has given to us in the way of proper foods in the proper time to partake in these foods, we will never be sick. Rewind. If we obey what God has given to us in the way of proper foods and the proper time to partake in these foods, we will never be sick. We have examples in our community of those that hardly get a cold because they follow strictly the dietary law of God given to us through the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, Allah has taught me how to eat. Well, before that, let me finish. He said, we will never be sick or have to pay hundreds, thousands, and millions of dollars for doctor's bill, bills and hospitalization. Allah has taught me how to eat in order to live. And I have been teaching it to my followers. 
but we often become negligent and fall victim to our own negligence. I bear witness. And as a result, we're calling the doctor or going to the hospital because we did not eat the right foods and in the proper way. Hereafter, he said, I shall enforce restriction on my followers to eat as Allah bids us. As I have said to my followers on many occasion, occasions, life cannot be prolonged unless we are careful of what we eat and when we eat. The foolish idea of eating three and four times a day and all in between meals is like the poisonous swine who never has any regular eating habit. Even a dog will not eat when he is full most of the time. The hog however, swallows as long as he can and then regrets that he can't keep swallowing. He will crawl into his food and wait until he can swallow some more. He's so greedy he won't leave his food. The Mahdi he comes to kill the swine. Ah. Set justice in the earth, break the cross, but kill the swine. Kill the swine appetite of the people that the people now eat like swine and are never satisfied. And when you get full, you wait till that settles a little bit to grab something more. That's the work of the great Mahdi, Master Far Muhammad, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, their Messiah, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, kill the swine. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, Allah's way prolongs life. Many are advertising what to eat and what medicines to take to make you eat or stop you from eating. Many books are written and sold on good and bad foods, as well as on reducing the weight and how to increase the weight, introducing the many chemicals used to bring about the desired result. But Allah, in the person of Master Far Muhammad, to whom praises I do forever, has given us a better and safer way to do these things. Why would you go and buy another book? You're trying to lose weight. You want to go on this diet. And if you are up a little late, past prime time television or in the morning they have all these infomercials oh my god product after product after product and you pay large sums of money for books and the shame of it is any one of us after accepting to follow the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that we would go to 
any other dietitian or health professional for guidance. And this book, along with volume two, it's only five dollars. Is it five? Eight. Ten? Five? Eight? The point is that you, don't, you ain't missing no five, eight, or ten dollars. But the wealth of knowledge and what is in this book is invaluable. He told us that his way will prolong our lives and do away with our sicknesses and that the way is eating one meal a day. Or if we are able and do not have too much physical work to do, eating one meal every two days. This alone will prolong your life. Do you mind if we just go through a few more things? Food God suggests. What food does Allah God suggest, brothers and sisters? He suggests the food that is good for us and not make us ill. Food that is for human consumption and not for animals. Never before have we gone so far astray. The European white race, blessed with the privilege of eating the best food the earth provides, has taught us to eat the worst divinely prohibited food. We eat all the time, three and four times a day. That is enough to wear out the intestines of a brass monkey. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad encourages us to eat a single meal a day, no matter what anyone says. If your doctor says that you should eat more than a meal a day, ignore him with a smile and eat only once a day. And if he tells you he eats three meals a day, tell him that his length of life is about the same as his patients. Then tell the doctor to try eating one meal a day. The more idle our stomachs are, the longer they will last. The more we tax our stomach, the sooner it wears out. We all try to live as long as we can because nature never teaches us that we should try not to live. We do not have a nature that teaches us to die or teaches us of life somewhere else. Talk to me. I should say that again. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, we do not have a nature that teaches us to die or teaches us of life somewhere else. No matter how staunch a believer the Christian may be in a life after the grave, if he gets sick, he sends for the doctor. And he prays to stay on here and not to go to the unknown. To live a long time. Allah in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad has taught me life must begin with the type of food that will prolong life. He taught us to take time in preparing your own foods. 
Do not kill yourselves by running to the store, buying processed foods to eat, and never buy those ready-made biscuits. For good health, you know, them Pillsbury, ready-made biscuits. Y'all act like y'all ain't never had them little ready-made biscuits. Okay, since I'm in the confession booth. I had some of them ready-made biscuits with some eggs. Not, not this morning, not in a long time, but just, just so you could feel better, you know. It's okay. You don't have to feel guilty. That ready-made biscuit, you, when it come out the oven, whoo, put a little butter on top of it. Mm, slap a little jam on it. Woo, scrambled eggs. Turkey bacon, mmm, my, 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 I'm killing myself. <laughs> Loving it. The enemy makes you love killing yourself. You just think about that. We all are committing suicide, slowly, gradually. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, he said, I'm like a traffic cop trying to stop your rush in the grave. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, for good health, we should raise and prepare our own food. As I said in this book, the white race is a, commercial, a commercializing race by nature. It is the almighty dollar they are after, not long life. How do you know in this pandemic they're not promoting good health to the American people? They are not taking the opportunity that has been presented to encourage the American people to eat more fruits, eat more vegetables, take your vitamin C, take zinc, take vitamin D. It's just vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. All for profit, all for money. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that we should raise and prepare our own food. That's why he said to us, we must get some of this earth that we can call our own and we have to get our mouths out of the white man's kitchen. Even that which we are getting now that called organic. These are demons, wicked, they're devils. So a lot of that only satisfies a minimum criterion to get the organic label. I know I'm like, oh, whole foods? Really, are they whole foods? Did you check to see who owns it? Huh? So they're still putting pesticides in the foods. That's why we got to get some land. We got to grow our own food. We have to build our own institutions. God, through the pandemic, is forcing the separation.
And while I'm on that note, don't worry about losing your job. The hell with the white man's job. God wants to bring you to himself and to build a nation of our own. I see my little sister. I was told you can't continue like many of our students in the nursing program unless you get vaccinated. I felt you because you just graduated from Mohammed University of Islam, of course you have high hopes to get higher learning and to qualify yourself in a field of service. It's a noble, noble field to be a nurse. But don't worry. If they will not accept our right. You see, the white man, he don't care nothing about a religious exemption. They're working against that now. You got to stand on your right as a human being. You got a right. You have a right to say no to something that's going into your body, into your temple. The hell did you force anything into my body? And you tell me that it's safe and effective? Where is the evidence and proof? So here's what we're gonna do. We're going to socially distance ourselves from them. All it takes is one doctor to reproduce himself. Listen. All it takes is one qualified nurse to reproduce and replicate herself or himself. All it takes is one with knowledge to share that knowledge. And if we have to go virtual, we'll go virtual and we'll get the qualified physicists, biologists, chemists, architects, engineers, lawyers. That's the way we gotta think. It's Exodus now. Come out of her, my people. Be not partakers of her vaccine. I didn't say that. But it does say plague, doesn't it? See? Our hope is not in this. And that's why Paul said, hope is not in what you see. It's in what you don't see. And what you don't see or fail to see is the salvation of the Lord through the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. You will not go hungry. You will not thirst.
you will not be naked. You will not be out of doors. But if I'm tried by hunger, loss of a job, loss of property, loss of a loved one, let it be. For the scripture says, if I live, I live for God. And if I die, I die for the Lord. Whether we live or whether we die, it is all for the Lord. What a small price to pay for the freedom of a people who have been suffering for over four 160 years. What a small price to pay for humanity to go free. So if I'm imprisoned or you're in prison for his name's sake, you don't think it's going to come down to that? You'll be persecuted for his name's sake. Whose name? The Messiah. Whose name? Harakan. Whose name? Elijah Muhammad. We got to stand on what we believe and not fear men as we ought to fear God. For the scripture says in that day, he who seeks to save his life shall lose it. But he or she who's willing to give his or her life for God's sake you will have life and be delivered so don't worry my little niece students out there we're not going where we're not wanted and I'll be damned to compromise what I believe for some paper for a degree that I can get from a qualified one that's already among us? If it goes to that, that's what we're willing to do. What say you, nation? See? Depending and begging on the white man to feed us, teach us, clothe us, shelter. That day is up. I guess we better close this. A uh, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. But man can't live without bread either. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us if you eat bread, eat whole wheat bread, but not the whole grain. You notice there are a lot of grain breads out there. I go to the store the shop for little items. When my wife gives me the long list, I tell her, hey, <laughs> spare me from that, but I'll get the eggs, the milk. I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot of groceries sometimes. I may not have the patience, but I'll go in there and buy at least 10 to 20 items. But I notice, man, the aisle, just so much bread. But most of it is grain bread. And they try to sell it to you like that's better. 
So we probably reach for the whole wheat bread and then we look at whole grain. Oh, that must be better for my digestive system. But the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, not the whole grain. It is too much for the digestive system. He said, eat wheat, never white flour, which has been robbed of all of its natural vitamins and proteins sold separately as cereals, you know, as well as, my, I'm missing the word here. Oh, you know as well as I that the white race is a, commercial, a commercializing people and they do not worry about the lives they jeopardize so long as the dollar is safe. You might find yourself eating death if you follow them. Never eat fresh hot corn muffins or... Flapjacks, I mean uh, hot cakes, pancakes, and syrup. I, I had <laughs> this is the truth. I went to get some syrup to make some pancakes. That is the truth. It shows you how deviation. And I told the student ministers before coming out, I said, you know, we read message to the black man. Our savior has arrived, fall of America from the honor honorable Elijah Muhammad. But as student ministers, this one has to be studied. And I was going to make my daughter some pancakes and throw a couple on for myself. This <laughs> is the truth. But I was looking at the syrup, and I decided to look at the ingredients. High fructose corn syrup and some artificial imitation maple. I said, damn, this is nothing. Let me look for at least the pure maple syrup. I'm not taking that crap anymore. But it just shows you how much we have to keep in front what he taught us. Because in a world like this, you can forget. I mean, it's hard to pass a French fry. If that's your thing, right? Or one of them hot biscuits, right? You go to your grandmother's and, man, it's brunch. Woo, smells so good. And you say, oh, it's not going to hurt. But what happens is the smallest deviation and the breaking of the discipline starts breaking you down. So you take a little, and you take a little more. And, you take, and the next thing you know, you, you now in a habit and a rhythm. And you, <laughs> and hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> 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 Petto-bismol, and 
all kind of, right? I mean, let's keep it real. So anyway, let's stay away from these hot corn muffins and hot cakes. He said, when you eat half-cooked bread, it shortens your life. All that bread we get from the store, that's half-cooked. That's not good for you. As all bread will rise again in our stomachs, buckling our stomach and intestinal walls, the more it is cooked, the less this will happen. The messenger of Allah from God himself said, virtually all vegetables are good to eat except collard greens and turnip salad. The roots of turnips do very well, but not the salad. Cabbages are good, especially the whitehead, but not the green leaves. Cauliflower is a real fine vegetable, but take away the green leaves. There are a lot of other good vegetables that have been grafted from original vegetables, though some of the grafted vegetables are not good to eat. Do not eat the vegetable called kale. It's missing our mind. Eat some spinach, but do not become an habitual spinach eater. Ah. Eat rutabaga a little every now and then. You may eat as much garlic and onion as you like, but please take a mint behind it before, <laughs> before you come to greet somebody. You see, I'm following what your father taught. Yeah, he said, you know, wash your mouth too. Okay, that, okay. That didn't fly, but eat as much garlic and onions as you like, but no sweet potatoes and no white potatoes. Sweet potatoes were never good for any human to eat. They are good for hogs but not for you. White Irish potatoes are a food for people who live in frigid zones. It's a staple food for such as Europe, North America, and Canada, but potatoes and rice are too starchy for you and me. They laid in us with too much starch and fat, which are friends to diabetes. Do you see the rise in diabetes in America? and children with diabetes, it's because of all of the starch and fat that is in the diet. Sweet potatoes are full of gas. Do not eat them. On peas, they said, that Allah forbids us to eat peas. He considers most peas fit for cattle and herds of animals, but not the delicate stomachs of human beings. No black-eyed peas, field peas, speckled peas, red peas, or brown peas. Do not eat the split peas you find in the store. Peas, collard greens, turnip greens, sweet potatoes, and white potatoes are very cheaply raised foods. The southern slave masters used them to feed the slaves and still advise the consumption of them. Most white people of the middle and upper class do not eat this, eat this lot of cheap food. 
which is unfit for human consumption. Virtually all fruits are good. We eat apples, oranges, bananas, pears, tangerines, mangoes, plums, grapes. But he said, do not eat processed dried grapes. Eat natural sun-dried grapes, pomegranates, lemons, and grapefruit. We should eat fruit and fruit pies. And he said, I love that little black blueberry pie, the huckleberry, as we call it in the South. But do not make it with white sugar or crusts of white flour. Use brown sugar and whole wheat flour for your pie and cobbler crust. Apples are better when eaten raw than when made into pies. This goes for pears, peaches, and bananas. Look at, look at, look at the scientists. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad is going into great science and detail that he got from the best Noah. All fruit is better for you raw than cooked. When fruit is raw, we get the benefit of its natural vitamins. If possible, never eat cooked fruit. Eat plenty of vegetables and fruit. Eat meat. If so, eat clean, fresh meat, whether it's beef, lamb, or chicken. Do not eat too much of it. Change sometimes and have fish for your meal. Many of our people like to eat young pigeons, the squabs, but usually they are a little too expensive. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, do not eat too much of anything, good or bad food, and do not eat but once a day. You will soon tell me how much better you feel, because I came to give life that you would have life in abundance. Do not smoke or use tobacco in any form or way. And do not eat the pig, even if you have to starve to death. If you must eat meat, always eat the cleanest, such as a healthy and tuberculosis-free meat, beef. The lamb is the best. Most beef is too coarse for our stomachs. The lamb is a much finer-grained meat. He said, eat small young pigeons, squabs, which have never flown from their nests. Do not eat any bird that has been free to fly around and look for its own food. This is the teaching of Allah to me. Chickens are not fit to eat. <laughs> there go them fried wings. There go Harold's. You have to nurse them so carefully, he said, to keep them away from filth. If you would like to find good food such as lamb, beef, or even chicken, if you are a Muslim, buy it from the strictly orthodox Jew. Be certain it is an orthodox kosher market because some Jews eat the pig. Orthodox Jews, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, are excellent in protecting their health, even spiritually trying to do and eat like their prophet Moses taught them through the divine teachings of Allah. If you respect yourselves as Muslims, the spiritual Orthodox Jew will respect you. Of course, no one will respect you unless you respect 
yourself. Do not eat ground meat unless you see it ground. Do not buy the Christians ready prepared ground meats. There go the burgers, right? Or any ready ground meat. Buy the quality meats that you like and have them ground by the orthodox kosher butchers through their meat grinders because they do not have the pig near their shops. They are like us. They hate the divinely prohibited flesh. We should not eat any kind of bird when it actually comes to the best diet of our bodies. No kind of bird should be included except the baby pigeon called squab, which eats its food from its mother's mouth after it has been chewed by the mother. Allah God has taught me that as soon as the squab is weaned from its mother and starts eating its own food, we are not to eat it. No grown pigeons or other birds, not even chickens are good to eat. Of course, a lot of chickens are raised for the market on corn, oats, and other various types of foods because such food is quickly fattens the fowl. When they are raised in the above-mentioned manner, the chickens do not have a chance to eat poisonous foods such as worms, bugs, and filth, which they will do by nature. They will eat anything the hog and the buzzard will eat if allowed the freedom to do so. We are by nature vegetable and fruit-eating people. The man in the book of Genesis was put in a garden, not in a field, in a garden. And the command of God to the man in the book of Genesis, in the garden called Eden, was that he could eat of everything in the garden. If you're in a garden, they're not chickens in a garden. There aren't cattle in the garden. They're fruits and vegetables. He was only told to stay away from one tree that was in the midst of the garden. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, no meat is good for human consumption. If you notice, I rode a horse, took my daughter horseback riding. And I was marveling of the strength of this animal. And you look at how strong horses are. You look at the animals. Took my granddaughters recently to the zoo. Watched the rhinoceros. Look at that big animal. They don't eat meat. All their protein for their muscles come from plant food. So how can you say, oh, I need chicken for protein, I need turkey, I need beef, I need this, huh? When there's protein from other sources, but the devil, the devil makes you to think that you need this, that, and the other. Well, look at God's creatures. Horse got way bigger biceps than you, brother. What is he feeding on? So we close. The eating regulations in this book, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, are a must with my followers. Begin at once. Eat only one meal a day, regardless of the work you are doing. Let's say that again. Eat 
only one meal a day, regardless of the work you are doing. Almighty God, Allah has taught me and many others that we should never eat more than one meal a day. That will most certainly heal you of many complaints. Some of the foolish people, when they hear of eating once a day, laugh in fun and scorn and say they cannot live like that. You most certainly cannot live long eating three and four meals a day and stuffing your body with hog, tough beef, lamb, and veal, or any other meats. By nature, the human body was not made to digest meats. Meat causes a great shortening of our lives. We all eat meat. I eat meat also, but it is certainly is not good for us. I do not, however, eat pig. <laughs> I have learned, and most likely you have too, that it is only a weakness of ours to eat constantly. We are only digging our own graves with our appetites with our teeth. <laughs> there is no teaching from anyone, God, you, or me, that will help us if we take our appetites for our guides. Within one week, you can get used to eating once a day. And within one week, you can get used to eating once every other day. Many of our Muslims are eating just like this, and you can eat this way too. Our stomachs are just the way we train them to be. We cannot live a long time, brothers and sisters, if we laid in our bodies with fats to burden our hearts and pumping blood through all of this fat. It shortens the time of our heartbeat. And the fat person is, in many instances, more likely to attract sickness and disease. Why are we healthier and our lives prolonged by eating as God has taught us in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad to whom praises are due forever? It is because of the one meal a day or fasting. Eating once a day and fasting gives the body time to rest from the previous meal and to absorb it properly and distribute it where the body is calling for it. In this period, of rest, of 24 hours, the poisons that we ate in the previous meal are not capable of doing us any harm when it is minor food poison. For the idleness of the stomach destroys this poison that will upset us or shorten our lives to a great extent. Therefore, we live a longer life if we eat correctly and do not eat three meals a day. Only one meal a day is sufficient for adults, no matter what their occupation may be. Milk and bread, wheat bread alone, will keep us alive indefinitely. And it is the best and the most easily digested food. We have plenty of supplements for milk and bread, so eat them but eat them only once a day. This will reduce your doctor bill almost 90%. And if you eat once every two days, you will not have any doctor bills. So do not tell the doctor that I told you this. As you know, I contracted bronchial asthma 
And I have learned that there are no drugs that the public has access to which actually serve as a cure. But I'm doing fine now. He is doing absolutely fine now. Yes, he is. And eating once a day and once every other day does not give the mucus time to accumulate and choke the bronchial tubes and tract. All praise are due to Master Fahd Muhammad as it is written of him in the scriptures that he comes to prolong our lives and do away with sickness and death. If we live right, he teaches us, we will enjoy life for a long, long time. 95% of our sickness comes from eating before we are hungry. Frequent, frequent eating puts our stomach to work before it calls for food. Let us eat one meal a day or one meal every two days as Allah has appointed us. So we encourage you to strive and live life. Live God. Live the way of God. And let's rid our bodies and our minds of what burdens the body and what burdens the mind. And what burdens the body and the mind is deviation or rebellion to God. Except God, you accept life. When you take God into your life, you live. If you call what we are doing now living, it's not living. We live in God. That's when we have life. So again, all praise is due to Master Far Muhammad, as it is written of him that he comes to give life, that we may have life in abundance. Get these two books from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad on how to eat to live. We hope that you have enjoyed our presentation. May Allah's peace and blessings be with you as we greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. All praise is due to Allah. A beautiful lecture by our brother, student minister Ishmael Muhammad. Brothers and sisters, take a seat for just a moment. We just have a few announcements and we'll be out of here with the close of prayer. Brothers and sisters, if you are at home, and you believe that what you heard today is the truth and that it is good for our people, we would love to have you join the Nation of Islam. You can do so by going to noi.org forward slash join and completing the form. And one of our representatives will be out to contact you this week. Also in the major world religions of Islam, Christianity, and the others, there is a principle called charity or zakat. And in the Holy Quran, chapter two, verse 254, it says, O you who believe, Spend out of what we have given you before the day comes in which there is no bargaining, nor friendship, nor intercession. And the disbelievers, they are the wrongdoers. So we ask that at this time, if you have something that you can contribute to the cause of freedom, justice, and equality, and to the work 
of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, you can make a contribution today by going to noi.org forward slash donate and giving whatever Allah puts on your heart to give. Also, if you would like to pick up those magnificent books, How to Eat to Live, One and Two, and a host of other materials, we want you to visit our online store at store.finalcall.com. You can find books by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, books by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and so much more. Visit us today at store.finalcall.com. Also, if you have yet to secure your subscription to the greatest newspaper on earth, The Final Call News, you can get the hard copy from the brothers and sisters out in the community, but you can also get a digital version by going to finalcalldigital.com and getting your subscription today. We also want you to visit our website at finalcall.com. At the top of the page, you'll see a button that says Final Call Radio. You can click that button 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and get 24 hours of lectures delivered by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, our Friday prayer service, our Sunday mosque meetings, and so much more. Visit us at Final Call Radio. If you would like to order the Nation of Islam Supreme Bean Pie, all of the proceeds goes to independent education, our Muhammad University of Islam's across the nation. You can get this treat delivered directly to your doorstep by going to thesupremebeanpie.com and ordering right now. Last but not least, we want to see you right back here at NOY.org on Wednesdays and Fridays. At 7.30 p.m. Central, we go over a course of study. On Wednesdays, it is the time and what must be done. And on Fridays, self-improvement, the basis for community development. And as always, come right back here each and every Sunday at 10 a.m. for another powerful message from one of the various student ministers of the Nation of Islam. With that being said, brothers and sisters, let us close today's program with a word of prayer. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds, the Beneficent, the Merciful, Master of the day of judgment in which we now live. Thee alone do we worship and thine aid do we seek. O Allah, guide us on the right path, the path of those upon whom thou hast bestowed thy favors, and not the path of those whom thy wrath is brought down, nor of those who go astray after they have heard thy teaching. Amin. Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, dear listeners. We have been blessed by Almighty God Allah over the 90 years of our work in the nation of Islam and lifting our people up from the miserable condition in which we find ourselves. We ask your support of our effort and we hope that you will be generous and make a contribution to the work of the Nation of Islam and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan by clicking the button below or go to noi.org forward slash donate. We thank you in advance for your support. May Allah God continue to bless you and your families. Assalamu alaikum. Now you can get the same uncompromising truth you've come to expect from the Final Call newspaper on all your connected devices. Subscribe to the Final Call Digital Edition today. Go to subscribe.finalcalldigital.com.